I was thinking about it. Working the day after Thanksgiving with Matt Jones is a, is a, is a good day. We get paired up around the holidays. No big deal. But we get paired up, and we had a barbecue analysis or a cookout plate draft or something like that around. It was it was Cam who brought it up. Matt, I know it stands out to you. It's unforgettable. It's probably, what, Memorial Day, 4th of July, something like that? We had a I think food it was draft. 4th of July. Yeah. The good thing about you is I feel like you're almost <laughs> part of my family because I only talk to you on holidays. So, like, <laughs> for people who don't know, at ESPN, basically, if you hear someone doing a show on the holiday, they're either, like, someone who's – a, a valued employee mm. like Randy and like he says yes or they're at the bottom of the food chain which is me like like when you <laughs> I'm the kind of person they call and go Matt Christmas day are you willing to do eight hours straight and I'm like you know that's kind of my role at ESPN <laughs> like are you busy we know you're not Let's I'm go the ahead. long I'm like the long relief pitcher it's 11 <laughs> to 2 and you put me in to sort of finish the night yeah that's fair man hey listen just a spot on the oh, roster thank you you're, thank you I appreciate it. I am on the roster that's true the that's playoff ro- I, that's I get a ring holiday reps man that's all I that's all I can uh, truly truly bank on for the phone to ring and you know what the and Liam Chapman is the one who schedules and I, hey, we didn't talk soccer with, we didn't talk the footy with with Liam today, right? The resident Brit. Maybe we could have him on a little analysis of the three lions. It's a very time. disappointing game for the Brits. I mean, this is mm-hmm. like they, they should have dominated, and not only did they not win, and was it a draw? They actually, the Americans controlled the game from start to finish. So I think if yeah. I'm a British person. I would say I need to get better cuisine, and I also would be very dis- <laughs> be di- very disappointed on my soccer. That is what makes it frustrating, though. Is uh, it, we had two results so far where we really could have had six total points. That's true. Should have been the number one seed. Yep, yeah. could have won uh, again today. Uh, it's it's Randy Scott and Matt Jones filling in on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel eighty here in uh, our third hour together. And ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I think I would have won any Thanksgiving food draft, though, because of your uh, your reticence to deal with pie. I think I, if I get pumpkin and pecan, forget it. It's, it's over. But we don't need to revisit the hypotheticals. It's time to visit the top five. We're just going to do the top five, all right? We're going to save the negativity for a different hour, and it's going to be me. Yeah, your resident U.S. men's national team pessimist. So I'm going to do the bottom five. But for now, it's the top five. Let's start at number five. All right, so I'm doing not just the NFL. I'm doing all sports on Thanksgiving, the top five things I saw. Number five, thank you very much. Brian Dable, is it Dable or Dayball? I don't know. But I love to see a good coach. I love to see a good coach blow up. And he went insane at one point during that game. I thought his head was going to explode. He's a wide guy anyway. He looks like he could have a billboard on his back. And when he goes absolutely crazy, I just felt like I love watching something where I don't know what's going to happen. And I thought he might spontaneously combust. (laughs) I thought he might powerbomb the official. Brian Dayball's uh, in Insane anger at the official was my number five moment yesterday. Number I see. All right, before we move on, I did love it. I, he is, is a particular brand of human snowman. He's circles stacked on top of other circles. So when his face got that red, it really was cartoonish in quality. And he had a legit gripe. I mean, there was a touchdown called back for the Giants. There was real frustration. And it's a giant season that's really getting away from Dayball and this coaching staff after having such a promising start. Let's go to number four. 
Nothing like at Thanksgiving doing what the pilgrims wanted us to do, which Easy. was to gamble. And then when oh. you were ga- <laughs> and so when you gamble, you want to get a win. And I am loving the college basketball money line parlays that the the favorites are coming in. So I had a three leg parlay, two overtime winners. Kansas against Wisconsin, down three, hits a three with three seconds left to send it to overtime, and then hits a layup at the buzzer to beat Wisconsin. Heartbreak for the Badgers, good for me. And then Tennessee, same thing, losing in regulation, gets it to overtime, then beats USC. I had a little Kansas-Tennessee-Carolina parlay, and I won, and it made Thanksgiving a wonderful treat. College basketball money line parlays have made Uncle Matt quite a bit of money to start the season. (laughs) Uncle He gave himself uncle status. All right, number three. Wow, that went quick, didn't it? Number three, I loved all the tributes yesterday to John Madden because when I think of Thanksgiving, I think of John Madden. And because those two games are on CBS and Fox, the two networks he worked for, they both did them. And I love this on CBS, the old school, seeing him with Reggie White and Emmett Smith Mm -hmm. and Jim McMahon when they would win. And then I loved on Fox seeing the more recent ones when he was with Brady and he was with, you know, uh, Troy Aikman and those guys. I loved watching John Madden, six turkey legs, turducken, you know, boom, everything about it. To me, Thanksgiving is turkey and john madden it was cool to see all the madden tributes yesterday yeah it, it's hard to believe that he's that he's gone even though he's been off of the broadcasts for so long it's been sort of comforting knowing he was still there and this one had a little bit of a of an emptiness to it it was really cool to see him get his flowers and it's the kind of thing that if you're around him at all you know it would have bugged him you know he didn't really like that sort of individualized atten- uh, attention regardless of his outsized personality but it was cool and a nice reminder like you said to see some of these these legends that kind of make me feel old, Matt. I mean, you're talking about Reggie White, who's been gone for a long time now, and, and Troy Aikman, who's better known to this generation as a, as a broadcaster uh, in, in his own right. That was really cool. Um, all right, let's get to number two. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Number two, almost the coaching equivalent of John Madden's personality might be Mike Leach and watching Mississippi State win the Egg Bowl last night. With Mike Leach, he always has, whether he's winning or losing, a perplexed look on his face. He's always looking up like he doesn't know what's going to happen. I like <laughs> Mike Leach because he makes people like me who would rather not give 100% effort all the time. He shows you can be successful. People say around Starkville he works like two hours a day, but it doesn't matter. His offense is so simple. <laughs> Randy Scott can do it, and they get big wins. They went on the road in the Egg Bowl in Oxford, and he just looked like he couldn't. He looked like he was trying to figure out a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I like Mike Leach. He's my number two thing from yet from yesterday. So easy, Randy Scott can do it. I'll say this, though. He made Will Rogers a top eight SEC all-time passer. He moved past. That's amazing. He moved, you know, he moved past Jared Lorenzen. He passed Jared Lorenzen. Oh. For eighth on the all-time SEC list. Rest in peace, 22. Mm -hmm. You're the best. He was the best. All right, number one. And number one, there's nothing better at Thanksgiving than being with your family and being right in an argument. And this happened to me yesterday. I was sitting at a family function with like an extended relative, you know, somebody I don't know very well. And we're watching the end of the game. And I'm sitting there talking about how Detroit's going to leave too much time on the clock. And when they call timeout, I go, that's a stupid timeout. And this man looks at me and he goes, you know, You're wrong about that. I know you have that sports radio show, but that doesn't mean you know football clock management. You have to call time out there so you can have a chance to win the game. And I was like, I think it's stupid. He's going to leave more time for Josh Allen to win. Guess what happened? 23 seconds left. Josh Allen gets it. 
over the middle to Stephon Stephon Diggs. Mm -hmm. They get the first down. They get the field goal, and they win. And I got to look at my extended family member and say, see, eat it. Happy Thanksgiving to you. I'm right. You're wrong. That (laughs) is what the holidays are about. And it was my number one moment on Thanksgiving. (laughs) Being right in an argument with your family. That's right. That's what the that's what the holidays are for. That as is. long as you don't talk politics and you keep it on stupid things like sports, there's nothing better than a good family argument and winning. Because once I won, see, there was an objective answer. I'd won. He had nothing he could say. He could just look at me and give me that look like, "Er, get you next time." That's exactly it. If you keep the arguments to something lighthearted like sports, exactly as you said, Matt, then there really isn't that harmful edge to it where it's like, "All right, is he going out to his car to leave?" Or is he going out to his car to come back with a crowbar and we're really going to yes. open up this argument? Yeah, so, he was He was going to storm the field, not storm the Capitol. So it was perfect <laughs> in the way that that ended, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> I can't see Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. I'm glad I have about 50 minutes to go ahead and get my bottom five ready. Because now that I know we can extend it beyond the world of sports and really get into, you know, some meals and some family and some arguments and the whole deal, geopolitics, I'm excited. I'm excited to really open it up and explore the stadium space with the bottom five. A little bit closer, though, uh, the wolf closer to the sled for us on this program. Which NFL head coaches are on the hot seat and where might Sean Payton end up? The man who could call his shot in the National Football League. We'll tell you. Matt Jones, Randy Scott. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, yeah. A little peace offering to the Brits, you know? Liverpudlians. Those four mop hairs. What? Did you say Pudlians? Uh, isn't that how you say guys from Liverpool? They're not Liverpoolians. They're Liverpudlians, I think. They are not Liverpudlians. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. They are not Liverpudlians. I would look that it is, up. That, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Uh, is it? Oh, hold on. See, I would look it up on my phone, Liver but you shamed Pudlians. me. Oh, Liverpudlian. A native of Liverpool. Oh, stop with it. one L, dude. You're making that up. There's no, that's not a word. Liverpudlian.com. Ever heard of it? You're, you're a liver pud. Check it out, liver pudlian. And I do the accent. I will. I will. The accent. Please don't. Is um, 
Hold on. Can I give you a stat? Yeah. I heard a stat that I that this has just come out. Bruce Feldman uh, of Fox, he just tweeted this, and this is unbelievable to me. Yesterday's Giants-Cowboys game on Fox was watched by 42 million people. That makes it the most watched regular season game in, in the history of the NFL. There's never been a NFL regular season game more watched than yesterday's Giants-Cowboys game on Thanksgiving. That is unbelievable to me. In a world where every other event, sports, entertainment, politics, everything, fewer people watch now than in the past because there are so many more options, the NFL on Thanksgiving breaks the all-time record for a regular season game. That is unbelievable. That is – now, when you, when you break it down – you look at the number one media market, New York. You look at the number one brand in the NFL, just team brand, and that's the Cowboys. And then that prime slot, it's not the first game, it's not the last game. It's right there. It's one of the staples, like you said earlier in the show, Detroit and Dallas always host one, and it's the Cowboys who are you know, winning. It's a winning football team. I, I, I feel like the Cowboys also are a team that gets attention, whether they're, you, know, you either hate watch them or yeah. you root for them. But still, 42, I mean – there is not a sport now that draws anything close to the ratings it did 20 years ago. None of them do. I mean, except yeah. the NFL. And that's fascinating to me. I mean, college football, it's not as big. College basketball is not as big. Baseball's way down. You know, even the NBA, you're not getting what you were when you were getting Lakers, Celtics, and Jordan and the Bulls. And, again, it's not because the sport is worse. It's just because there's so many other options that people can do. But yet, NFL – on Thanksgiving, everyone stops what they're doing and has the game on. That is a cultural significance that the NFL has that no other sport can come close to touching. So the list all time actually has a like. There's a forty million. It was forty point eight million people who watched on Thanksgiving. It was the Raiders and Cowboys in the COVID year of twenty. No, it was the twenty twenty one regular season. So that so, was last. It was just last year. Yeah. So, so, they, so they're breaking the record from last year. And it, it's and once again, it's the Cowboys. It's a holiday. It's everybody at home. Like you sort of have to have these outside factors of you know sometimes you'll see these massive numbers if there's a big East Coast snowstorm. You know what I mean? Like. Big enough to where the power doesn't go out, but still, you know, big enough to where everybody's at home, that sort of thing. You need these extenuating circumstances, and look at the Cowboys being a part of that. Well, um, a few years back, in 2015, at the NCAA Final Four, it was uh, Duke, Kentucky, Wisconsin, and somebody else. It It was like a powerhouse five, four. And it was the highest rated Final Four since, like, you know, 1992. But then when I looked at the number, it was half half of what they were getting in the early 90s and I was thinking that's half in the NFL they're they're growing and that that is just that it is so rare in sports Mm -hmm. or so rare in anything to see a number of viewers grow and yet the NFL does it the NFL is king not just in sports the NFL is the most valuable property in all of entertainment and yesterday shows why it's Matt Jones Randy Scott and for the guys Canty and Carlin ESPN radio and the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. And because there are so many eyeballs week in and week out, obviously you're not going to get 42 million on a, a Cardinal Seahawks game. But because there are so many eyeballs, it puts such an emphasis on these NFL head coaches. The leashes have never been shorter. You can go one and done, especially with certain franchises, with certain sort of trigger happy owners. And that got us thinking about NFL coaches on the hot seat right now. No time like the present. Some teams, 11 games in, we're in week 12 of the NFL. 
where do we think the best landing spot for Sean Payton is because he figures to be the biggest name off of the bench, so to speak, with regard to NFL head coaches, not shy about his interest in coming back into the game. Which NFL coaches are on the hot seat right now? The list is short, but it's interesting, and I'm going to add one. So, Matt, do you want me to read these, or do you want me to just give us your take, give us your guess right no, off the No, read bat? them, and then I'll tell you where he ought to go. Dennis Allen, New Orleans Saints. Now, I don't think – You can't go home again. Exactly. Don't go back to where you were. There's uh, – no coach does better the second time he comes. You cannot go home again. Don't do that. That's a mistake. The one that jumps to mind is because of where I grew up is Joe Gibbs, and he – it was impossible to do better than he did in his first glory Bill run. Bill Snyder at, the uh, Kansas Na- at Kansas State. It never worked. I mean, that you can do okay, but you'll mm. never be as good the second time. Uh, and it's rare to even get that second bite at the apple in the same spot uh, in the NFL. Dennis Allen would be done after just one year. That's interesting. But you wonder sometimes, you don't want to be the man to replace the man. You want to be the guy that comes after. And maybe that's what Dennis Allen is. Maybe he's just that bridge to whoever comes next. Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona. That second half swoon has started already. Yeah. I, I, first of all, if, I am, if I'm Sean Payton, I don't want to go to a place where the fans don't care. So I know mm. the Chargers are one of your choices. I don't want to go to Arizona and the Chargers because when I'm there, oh. every home game is a road game. Why in the world would I want to do that? So mm. I, those, two, those are out for me just because no fan base. I, all right, we're, let's put a pin in the Chargers for a second. But uh, Josh McDaniels in Las Vegas with the Raiders. Listen, I like that one because I do, th- I do think Las Vegas at some point has a chance to be a marquee franchise. The Raiders are already a marquee franchise. Throw in Las Vegas and all that goes with it. When they have a really good team, and they will at some point, that will be an electric scene there. I think Sean Payton would be the part. If I'm looking at the likely options, I'm going to assume the Cowboys don't come open, okay, because the Cowboys are obviously the choice. See, I'm not going to make that assumption. I'm not. If they go one and done. But let's just assume they don't. Because if it's the Cowboys, the answer is clearly the Cowboys. There's no reason to even debate it. All right. So if the Cowboys don't come open, then the Raiders, to me, is the job where it would make the most sense for Sean Payton to go. Uh, do you think he keeps his quarterback? I'm, I'm interested in that selfish eh, reason. It might be time to move on. Yeah. I mean, I, like, he's very good, but I just think maybe it's run its course there, and yep. you just sort of move on to, and, and, and start over. This yeah. is a good quarterback draft. There's four or five guys that will go in the top 15. Raiders going to have a high pick. I might go ahead and pick the quarterback of the future. Ron Rivera with the Washington Commanders. I don't agree he's with his. Gonna, they're not going to let go of him. I don't no, think he's, so. He's done well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, they, they're on a roll. If they, if they finish like they're playing now, they, that he'll keep that job. Uh, Brandon Staley, Los Angeles Chargers. That's the one for me. I just can't go me. to the Chargers. I can't go to the Chargers because they don't have any fans. Like, if we opened up the phones and said, hey, Chargers fans, call, there yeah. would be tumbleweed go across the lines. There are no Chargers fans. Chargers fans are like the dodo bird. They're extinct. So why do you want to go to a stadium where you're literally playing 17 road games during the season? Now, listen, maybe it's because I've been watching Dope Sick on, uh, on Hulu, but if you go chasing that high of trying to match the intensity of Saints fans – there are only a handful of franchises in the league that have that rabid fan base. I think he wants a court. Listen, if you're if you're picking this, you want a quarterback that you love, and you want a chance to go ahead and compete. And you've there got are television Herbert. shows on TLC that have more fans than the Chargers. Like that, you can't, you that, cannot go to the Chargers. No one cares. Live in Los Angeles, the check is going to be yeah. enormous, and you've got Pay the quarterback in on. position. You've got low expectations. I think it, uh, let's 
keep that in mind as well. There's job security in coming into a place with a low expectation floor. And I feel no one like will even know you're there. They'll, I, they will once you start winning. And I think he can win with that roster and perhaps highlight what Brandon Staley did not do, which is manage the clock a little to a lot better and maximize uh, his quarterback as well. Sean Payton connected to the Chargers to the Cardinals amid the Cowboys buzz. That's according to NFL sources here and NFL rumors. A reminder to tune in for a college football doubleheader tomorrow. Oregon State hosting Oregon, followed by Notre Dame at USC. A little left coast bias. Presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We're going to shift it back east, though. Your pal, our pal, Sal pal, Sal Palantonio. Going to join us next to get a set for the NFL weekend. Matt Jones, Randy Scott. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. couple of killers here with you on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Yeah, Sirius XM Channel 80. Beautiful boy Matt Jones is with us down there in Lexington. Thank you very much. Kentucky at the world-famous KS Bar. Randy Scott with you as well, ESPN Radio. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's get right to it. Don't make them wait. Joining us on the aforementioned call in line at Sal Palantonio, our ESPN NFL reporter, uh, going to be working Jets and Bears on Sunday. This thing was always going to be interesting. Got a little more so at the quarterback position, Sal Pal. What are you hearing about this potential change at quarterback? And we know about one for the Jets, one potentially necessitated by injury for Justin Fields. What more can you tell us, Sal? Well, the head coach of the Bears said today, Randy, that Justin Fields has not been cleared by the medical to play in the game on Sunday. So that should raise a a red flag. I mean, he's got this separated non-throwing shoulder. 
uh, left side. So he's listed as questionable. But if you haven't been cleared by Friday, uh, it seems to me that it would be highly doubtful he'll play. But we'll have to see. I mean, you know, there'll be a whole day of rest and recovery for him on Saturday. But that includes a trip uh, to New York from Chicago. So, you know, tomorrow we'll obviously know whether he gets on the plane and he goes to he goes to New York. Sal, what are you hearing is the reasoning, like what really went on for the decision to switch from Zach Wilson to Mike White? I mean, how much of it was poor play and inconsistent play? And how much of it were the comments that he made sort of after the game where he took no responsibility, there were reports that it really made his team mad. Do you think that was equal parts, one more than the other? Like, how did this change end up happening? Well, obviously, it was a little bit of both. Uh, That's pretty clear from all the reporting that's been done around the team and from people that I've talked to. But I think the number one thing is that, you know, he played poorly in other games. He threw three interceptions in the loss to the Patriots on October 30th. And there was no discussion inside the building whatsoever of making a change at quarterback. I mean, on Sports Talk Radio in New York, they were already talking about who they were going to draft at quarterback in 2023. He had the rebound game against the Bills and then played really poorly against the Patriots. I mean, that was definitely his worst game. It was the worst game of any starting quarterback in the league last year, in this year, in my view, but then not taking accountability for it. And what you heard, and I was in that locker room from young players like Garrett Wilson and from some others about the accountability that has to happen at practice, you know, that mistakes aren't being corrected. Uh, And then when you looked at, you know, how he played, it was pretty obvious that he was just lost in the sauce against the Patriots and couldn't get anything done. So, it's a total reset from mind and body. First, to fix the attitude. Sounds like they did that. And he apologized to the team, you know, and from by all accounts, it sounds like it was a very sincere, heartfelt apology. And now Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, has got to go to work. They've got to figure out, okay, can they fix this really bad footwork? Can they get him to get rid of the ball more quickly? He has the slowest snap to release of any quarterback starting quarterback in the NFL the ball's not coming out he's not recognizing what he sees and uh, as a result he's just getting eaten alive in the pocket Sal Palantonio our ESPN NFL reporter joining us in Canty and Carlin on ESPN radio Randy Scott Matt Jones in for the guys so now Sal Pal next up for for the Jets it's it, it's folk hero Mike White and, and Joe Flacco is going to back <laughs> going to back him up White has flashed in his opportunities, but still, a, you know, a negative uh, touchdown interception ratio. It's a smash spot against a generous Bears defense, though. Realistically, if, if you're if you're scheming it up and, and you're around the team and we're not, how much are they going to protect Mike White and how much are they just going to turn him loose offensively? I think it's all protection, Randy. Mm. Listen, they have the defense to take care of any quarterback. I don't care who it is. And, you know, let's just face it. It would be organizational malpractice to play Justin Fields in this game. You're three and eight. Fields is the future. He's the future franchise quarterback of your football team. And the Jets have been absolutely killing quarterbacks. Remember, they knocked Teddy Bridgewater out in the first play. Josh Allen hurt his elbow. 
They have five or more sacks in three straight games. This is a championship-level defense, and and that's part of it. You know, it's not all about, you know, resetting Zach Wilson or saving Zach Wilson. It's about saving these veteran players who wake up on Sunday morning as the seventh seed. They haven't made the playoffs, the Jets, since 2010. Right now they wake up as the seventh seed in the AFC. This is an absolute must win. So they've got to do everything they can to, A, as you said, protect Mike White with a running game, with a defense, make sure that they have a game plan in place that's Mike White friendly. Don't ask him to do too much. Get the ball out of your hands quickly. Don't make the big mistake and get out of dodge with a win. You've been covering the league for a long time, so I'm interested in what you're Don't remind me. Come on, man. Come on. (laughs) No, no, listen. That's that's expertise. You're like a fine (laughs) wine, Sal. You've been seasoned perfectly. So let me ask you this. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, you you tell me what you think. Are they playing? A, are they playing at all next year? B, if they are, are they playing on their current team next year? Yeah. Wow. They're both playing next year. Both. Definitely. Okay. 100%. hundred percent. I'd be away wow. if either one of them walked away. I'm telling you right now, day after Thanksgiving, 5.40 p.m. Eastern, <laughs> both Aaron, I mean, Aaron, I mean, seriously, though, Aaron Rodgers is not going anywhere. He's got a lot of gas left in the tank, in my view. He's got a, he's got a broken thumb on his, on his throwing hand. So he's not going anywhere. He lost Devontae Adams eight months ago. In March, they traded him. They haven't figured out how to replace him. Eight, eight months later, that's on the Packers. That's not on Aaron Rodgers. They should have had a better plan, and they haven't. Uh, as for Brady, his team's going to win the division. And, you know, if Brady has a running game and Fournette's out now, so you're going to see White running the ball. And, you know, when he's got balance on offense, they're very good on third down in the last two games. They've got their third down conversion percentage up to 54% in the last two games. It's been very, very good. In fact, my colleague on the NFL matchup show, Darius Butler, new to our, our show this year, does an absolutely fine job. He's got a great piece tomorrow morning. you got to check it out on, on, the, on, on the Bucks on third down under Tom Brady. Brady's still playing at a very good level. I mean, he's not Tom Brady of 20 years ago, but that's a championship defense that Todd Bowles has put together. They're giving up 18 points a game. That's sixth best in the league. That team is built, A, to win the division, a weak division, and, B, make some noise in the first or second round of the playoffs. Watch out for the Bucks With that defense and Brady getting some balance on offense, he's still pretty accurate with the football. He's playing next year. Now, the big question is where, and that's a whole other radio show and a whole other yeah. time for you, <laughs> for me, you guys. Look, look at All right, man. I'm with the, I'm with Sal Randy on yeah. on the Bucks. I'm telling you, they're going to be in the NFC Championship game. I don't know if they win it, oh, but they'll be wow. in. Oh wow! Okay, that's a hot take. That's right not there, happening. Randy. What do you think of that? They're going yeah. to be in it. You're, it's not happening. Hey, <laughs> I, well, he said now it's five forty-two. So Sal said they're playing at five forty. <laughs> Matt Jones at five forty-two says they're playing in the championship game. All right. Well, here's the deal. If that's the case, man, I'll be there because it is going to be in Philly. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, there we go. All right, there you go. So just go ahead and put your money on it. Eagles, Bucks. It's you. It's it's the Sal. It's the Sal Pal Jones guarantee. That is tremendous. That's a parlay we can all get behind. All right, breaking Let's news. Go. 
dropping predictions. Sal Powell will let you get after it. Hope you had a great holiday, buddy. Seriously, thank you for the time. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me on. You guys are the best. Love it. Thanks. Sal Palantonio, the inimitable voice, our ESPN NFL reporter. Uh, we didn't talk a ton of Eagles. Uh, scarce references of Jalen Hurts, and he got one in at the end because he is a professional. Eagles are not an underdog. Which NFL underdogs, though, will win outright this weekend? We're going to tell you after this word from FanDuel. Football season is heating up, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads, to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is one we could have done. This is one we could have done for the, you know, non-Lee Greenwood division of American songs. Too long to be an American. I mean, it's a great song, but it's too long to be America's true oh, song. Buddy, you we know, don't have that kind of attention span in the United you States. Ever get, you ever get after it on the karaoke trail? You ever get out there karaoke style? I only sing Breakfast at Tiffany's at karaoke. That's a jam. That's a good and one. And I said, what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? Mm-hmm. And she said, I think I remember the film. Mm-hmm. If that's not romance, I don't know what is. No, I, it's up there. I, I made the mistake of going somewhere where my sister got up and sang, and she didn't know how long You're So Vain is. No, oh, that's a terrible Buddy, that's about song. a 12-minute song. I mean, that puts Here's me, the thing about karaoke. This song. is just my advice to all of America listening. Don't ever sing karaoke seriously. Karaoke is not your chance to show that you could have been Whitney Houston. No one wants to hear you do that. It's either fun <laughs> or nothing. <laughs> That's true. I, I get up there, I sing a profane version of the Dan Band's version of Total Eclipse of the Heart. That's what I do. Get there up there. Go. That's F- the kind of thing. But the, the, just when people get up there and they're like, okay, this means a lot to me. Here's wind beneath my wings. I want to oh, vomit God. right in the middle of the floor. Yeah. This one meant a lot to my now departed best friend. And you're like, well, no, nope, I don't need it. it. This isn't therapy, Carol. This isn't therapy. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. 
Randy Scott, Matt Jones filling in for the guys. I want to get to a phone call here because American Pie, emphasis on the pie. Daniel is in mass. We need up? to give some context here no, before we Daniel don't. talks. No, no, we do not. Okay, fine. Set the table. Defend yourself. I have never eaten pie. I've never had one piece of pie in my entire life, and it's a point of pride for me. And people say, I'm going to get you to eat pie, and I never have. Daniel, you're in Massachusetts. Do you think that's weird? Well, Matt, what i got to tell you, this pie thing has me bothered. Now, I'm not going to try to get you to do anything. But I got to ask you as a Southerner, are you from Kentucky? I am, and you are from the South. You are not from Massachusetts with that voice. I know, I know well, deep close. South. You're from, you're from Georgia, right? Well, that's close. I'm from Tennessee, but now we don't need to just call me Grandpappy. We don't need to get into that. I'm calling, <laughs> have you ever had a piece of cobbler? Uh, no cobbler. No, oh, I mean, Lord. people have tried to get me to have cobbler, but I, it's too close to pie. But let me just ask you, because my family's from Tennessee. Where in Tennessee are you from? Athens. Athens. Okay. My family's from Hancock County. But I'm just telling you, I've never had pie, never had cobbler, and it's just the way it is. Well, you know, but pie's a southern holy. Now, the only way I can wrap my arms around that is, were you winged on Kentucky bourbon? <laughs> we didn't i did not have bourbon out of the womb no i mean i, I will take bourbon now but uh but no i i did not well i mean pie southern holy and that's about the only way i could understand this i'm i'm trying can i ask you a question let me ask you a question daniel with with that voice how in the world did you end up in massachusetts and how do you get along when you sound like that up there because they'll listen to you if you sound like this up here. They will That's listen to you. You're that right about that. You, you know, he's exactly right. So I, my ex-girlfriend lived in New York. And every time I went to New York, people looked at me like I was an exotic animal. And you're exactly right, Daniel. They would they paid you more attention because you sounded like a hillbilly. And they also, you know, they're harder to get to know. But, but there's a lot of Southern hospitality in these folks. But they'll embrace you if you talk Yeah, they like will. This. That's exactly right. I, I had a professor before I went to law school said, use your voice and your twang to your advantage. And, Daniel, you know what I'm talking about. I bet you did the same thing. Well, I have an executive MBA from Harvard, so yes, I do. So that helped you, I'm sure. Well, that Daniel, does I like help. talking to you. It? You seem like a nice fella. Even though you're a volunteer, I still like you, and happy Thanksgiving to you. All right. Well, now i got to tell you just one other thing, that you two are a lot of fun, and I want you to know that. And, Randy, it's pecan pie. I had a 23-second conversation with somebody up here about that. My ex-wife is from southern Georgia where there's a pecan tree okay. in every yard. So please pronounce it pecan. I will. It's not pecan. Sir, happy holidays to you and your better half. We appreciate it. We're just up against it time-wise. Pecan pie for everyone when what next nice we meet. Candy nice Carlin. Fella. Continues uh, on ESPN Radio.